just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 92 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season five, episode four. It's all right, Ma. I'm only bleeding. I'm Drew Barrymore, and you're listening to The Ravens Podcast with Simon and Dom. So hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it's always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in as tonight's episode for debate is Season 5, Episode 4. It's alright, Ma. I'm only pleading. Dom, we're here... How are you, my friend? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be back. We've had birthday season, haven't we? Yes. Simon, did you have a lovely birthday last week? I did, thank you. It's so lovely to see you back here. I know I saw you on Monday, but we're back in Podland. Uh, This is where, you know, we're in our comfort zone, aren't we? Where we can just say all sorts of nonsense and people listen. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I'm glad to be back. I'm fine. Good to see you. Miss you. Ah, uh-huh. I missed you, and I missed Pod Podland as well. And Dom, to top off our return, to celebrate it, to make it how it should be, we're here with the day one Raven, the first ever person to join our murder the flock it is emily emily thank you you're back we appreciate you yeah how is it going i'm great um couldn't complain if i could i don't think anybody would listen well your uh high flyers episode on perseverance was just released on the channel thank you for doing that and being so open and honest and telling your inspiring story i really enjoyed that conversation and hope that people have enjoyed listening to it i appreciate you letting me come on to talk about perseverance it was really fun to be on there and talk on the back of listening to it i listened to it the other day simon uh, and emily and on the back of listening to it that's when i messaged you to say let's um let's do another one excellent which i'm that's really cool firstly Wow, you listened. <laughs> so I didn't know that. And secondly, yes, great. We have a date in for a, for a High Flyers episode, uh, which is great. So we're going to do one on imposter syndrome. Yes. That's a good one. That, I feel like an imposter sometimes. That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> Which is why, why I thought it would be good to talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Emily, I, I, the the story that you shared uh, and that you told on that podcast I, th- I thought was brilliant um, and your own experiences and that guidance counsellor that misadvised you massively uh, in your in your past needs shooting, like <laughs> removing from <laughs> schools, you know, d- definitely some sort of punishment um because they are a terrible terrible human being oh, there you go 
<laughs> oh, the funniest thing is she retired right after that year that she told me I shouldn't become a teacher. And then um, about five or six years later, she started back at a different school. So, Ugh. I know. Poor, those poor, poor kids. Yeah. Out there misguiding the youth. But... <laughs> Through perseverance, you you know you you did it, and it was a, yeah a wonderful story. So yeah, we appreciate you sharing it, and a lot more high flyers episodes to come, hopefully, because uh, I think it's great that we can use this space to you know talk about these things and hopefully make them less taboo to talk about. Yes, Tom? Simon, I'd, I'd quite like to, um, depending on what business you have beforehand, I'd, I'd quite like to. To, you know the questions I asked last time. I asked yep. you and Sarah like three specific questions. I quite like to ask them again. Excellent. So whenever we can, do, I, should I do that now? Shall I wait a minute? Did you have something important to say? I feel <laughs> like you had important things in you know on your lips, ready to come out. I have a no. I just I just have a couple ravens that we need to induct, and then I was just on to business. So it's up to you. Would you want to do the questions and then the ravens, or how would you like Let's to do go? the ravens and then the questions, and then we head on into the episode. Okay, well, as we have spoken about on the previous episode, there is a new Patreon tier, a new level of Raven. We have, of course, Junior Varsity. You are our lowest form of Raven. We love you, but you are at the bottom. You then have Varsity, your middle Raven. We appreciate you. You get video perks, highlight videos. Thank you. We then have what was previously the apex, the apex predator of the Raven Bunch, the Hall of Fame. But guess what? Just as nature does, there's a new apex. Swooping down, it's evolution, baby. We have the ultimate Raven. And Dom, there are two ultimate Ravens. (laughs) And what that means, Dom, is there is two tv shows that you need to binge watch mm-hmm. two exclusive podcast episodes that you need to record potentially mm-hmm. potentially they will be released publicly or they may be kept in the depths of the archives just exclusively to that ultimate raven so the first ultimate raven is long time raven not as long as you emily you are number one but, you know, people came after you. It's LD to the motherfucking G. Lauren. Oh, Lauren. Lauren. I think I need to start watching your show again. <laughs> because LD to the motherfucking G. You just became a better raven. <laughs> And what is the show? Are we allowed to announce what the show was? I think she wouldn't uh, mind. Yeah, she's she's not going to care. I think she'd shout about it from rooftops if she could. Um, it's Veronica Mars. Emily, so, have you seen Veronica Mars? I have not seen Veronica Mars. I know um, Michelle from Total Betty, she has watched it, and she loves that show. So, and that's, like, really all that I know, is that it's good enough for Michelle to like it. So Nice. And Dom, you've already binged it, right? I have seen the first three seasons already, and I I reached out to LDG because um, 
basically she signed up and said i just signed up for ultimate raven and like throws it in my face um i make you do whatever i want haha so uh, i said uh, i messaged her the other day and said do you want me to re-watch them uh and she's actually like quite like like yeah you can if you want to but i think i'm gonna rewatch uh at least some of them like some pivotal episodes in the in the seasons that are there um just that i can remember them and talk about them but yeah it'd be a good one exciting one to do excellent well then and then the second member at the ultimate raven level <laughs> this is gonna be weird legend i'm talking like myth like greek god like dripping in gold i'm i'm talking emily you know like um have you seen the pictures of ryan gosling at the moment where he's got the six pack because he's like being ken from barbie i have yes i'm talking like i'm talking like that kind of physique you know just dripping ultimate raven something about his face well, if you put a mirror in front of Chad Michael Murray, it basically would be this guy. Dom, it's me. <laughs> I've signed That's... up to be an ultimate raven. You have, and I've never done a raven shout out for you. <laughs> <laughs> or me. We're both ravens and we've never had one. <laughs> so I'm going to do it. Please. I'm going to do it now. I signed up. I'm going to say. My check clear. Simon. Is that Simon? Or is that Chad Michael Money right there? <laughs> I can't tell the difference between them because they look so alike. Mm-hmm. They're both squinting because they have such soft, <laughs> loving blue eyes. And that's all he can see. It's just edges of his eyelids and nothing else. <laughs> Simon, mm-hmm. you just became a better raven. Thank you. And the show <laughs> that I've chosen is smart guy Hmm. that's a good one so i watched episode one of season one i've watched the pilot already yes i remember smart guy yes but not brilliantly well and there's like 30 episodes yeah and they're only 20 minutes each only it's still a lot (laughs) it's three seasons they're like 20 20 minutes Here's a smart guy. The problem is, yeah. my 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 success to my success to watching a program really quickly is that programs will just play the next episode for you automatically, like streaming sites. Disney Plus doesn't do that, does Uh, it? And I I was, I was, I was misinformed that it would be on Disney Plus. Sorry, it's not on Disney Plus. Thought it was. It's not. No. (laughs) So I will have to watch it through other means that mean a lot of clicking mean a lot of other tabs opening unnecessarily (laughs) (laughs) so it just slows down the process but i'm gonna get there don't worry i'll get there and we'll do an episode on it and you'll be the happiest ultimate raven ever i'm sure i mean it's probably something i could have just asked you to do for free but i wanted to (laughs) almost certainly (laughs) (laughs) but i wanted to uh i wanted to pledge i wanted to pledge um and then we've got one more raven one more raven coming in at junior varsity so they're in the bush leagues but they they've pledged and we appreciate everyone at every single level and this person is known to us they are special very special i mean 
they can absorb media. We're media. Media like it's air. Okay, they can watch TV shows like it's nothing. Uh, they've got a lovely sort of cynical vibe about them. They're everyone's favorite <laughs> friend. <laughs> it's Dom. <laughs> it's me a minute. That actually is me. <laughs> Well, Dom, Dom, look over here. Look at yourself in the zoom. <laughs> Whilst these two are staring at you, thinking you're a complete idiot, you are a cynical old man, <laughs> and you just became a raven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Now everyone's been inducted. <laughs> Emily, we got to talk some business here. Yes, we're we're not doing the five shows anymore, uh, but just to be sure. Uh, just in case, has anything changed? Do you need nope. to shout out a show or anything? No, but I did start watching Boy Meets World again. Mainly, it was before the podcast came out, but I finished it like two weeks ago, and I got really sad and I cried because it was just—it's that good. But that's really the only thing, and it was on my list anyway. So nice, nice. I'm I'm awesome. currently rewatching Boy Meets World as well. Because of Pod Meets World, which is so good. Yes, it so is. I just so ordered good. the Minkus T-shirt. It's so good. <laughs> I thought that was. Hilarious. Did you order it? No, I didn't. We're not being able to work over the summer has kind of been a pain in the ass. Not gonna lie, and only getting paid. I got. I did get paid over the summer, but it was in May, and that money is gone. That money <laughs> is gone. So it, it's just been kind of hard. Yeah, that's a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> May was long ago. I know. Fair. Well, fair. You don't have Minkus money right now. You don't have Minkus money right now. You can't be spending money on Minkus (laughs) t-shirts. I wish. Well, okay. Well, Dom, bless us with your questions. Okay. So I'll go through the three questions. I'll then give you my answers. And then we'll, we'll go around the room. So, like... Simon and Emily, you can kind of pick yours. Simon, Emily, you don't have to pick ones that are necessarily related to the episode. Simon, probably better if you do. Emily, you definitely don't. You can pick any character uh, and and anything that's happened in One Tree Hill up till where we are now. Remember that. That's important. No spoilers. So these are the three questions. If you had to start a band with any of the main characters, who would it be? Maximum of two. What would your band name be? And if Peyton was your manager uh, and organizing your rider, what one thing would you demand at each gig? So my answers to this. Do you want my answers first or do you want to, do you guys want to go first? I'll go first. No, yeah, you go. Yeah. I'll go first. I'll go first. So um, if I was starting a band and my choices are always based on the episode that, that we're podcasting. So uh, I'll be starting a band with Haley and Nathan. Uh, we would be called Childless Life. <laughs> and the uh, one thing we would demand would be dairy-free brownies. There we go. That's like a connection that. to the episode. Well, they're all a connection to the episode. Uh, but that's it. So, yeah. So, you guys. So, who's starting a band with? We'll go with Simon first. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, firstly... Emily, just as a thing, could you keep freezing? You might be better off uh, turning your video off. I don't know. It might 
it might make it smoother, like for okay. you cutting in and out. It might not, but just as a potential suggestion. Okay. Um, the I would I would pick just simply so that we could have the name. I would take Q and Alice, so our band name could be Q and A. Nice. I like awesome. it. And then, thank you. And then, what would we demand? We would demand. Oh God! What? What? A, what? A, um. Not changing room, green room. That would be that I'd be stuck in. Like both, so much attitude. <laughs> yeah, and and she, her skirts getting shorter and shorter by the minute. Oh my god! Yeah. Um. What would <laughs> they got... want? I, t- I don't know. I would. I would want ear defenders for myself, just so I don't have to listen to either of them. <laughs> Perfect. There you go. Ear defenders at every gig. That's what you get. Excellent. What, what about answers. you, Emily? Okay, I think I would have Jake in my band, and I think I would have Haley in my band. I don't know about a name. Hmm. I don't know about a name. The Tree Hill Trio. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> For, That's a nice name. Yeah, okay. I like that. And <laughs> some works, alliteration in there. And then I would, um, there's these new, like, Lifesaver gummies that I'm really, really obsessed with. They're, um, they're called collisions. They're like two flavors fused together. That's what I'm going to request for Peyton to get us. Just for me. There you go. That's yours. Perfect. Jake and Haley get none of them. You get all of them. <laughs> yep, and that's what yep. it's all about. It's all about Emily. <laughs> Good choices, guys. Well done. Great questions. I like that they're... Uh, I like this. I like it has to be related to the episode. It's good. <laughs> well, should we, uh, should we... Let's let's dive on in to this episode, which uh, is a good one. I, Emily, did you have a particular reason for uh, choosing this episode? Well, I liked this episode probably the best out of all of the episodes in season five. So that was kind of the main oh, thing. Oh, no. <laughs> Does that mean we we peaked at episode four? <laughs> well, season five is actually really good. This one, out of like the ones that we've seen, this one is my favorite out of the four episodes that we've seen. I do like the next one that we're going to watch tonight, if that makes you feel any better, Dom. I don't know if you will, though. Just... We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Actually, famously, Emily, you and I have never really agreed on ratings. So. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's break this down then into. Um, well, firstly, actually, Emily, we must be getting close to almost two years ago since you were first on the podcast because you were our first yeah. ever guest, season one, episode eight. I remember. Yes. It was in And a, we, Dom like, and I was... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go on. I said I was going to say it was like September-ish when we had our Zoom. That so, makes yeah, sense because we sort of started at the end of July and then season, episode eight, that's like two months, so yeah, September, and Dom and I were still eating pizza in in. in the office together <laughs> yes. and uh, i remember we were all nervous because you were our first our first guest 
and uh that's a great episode i i love that episode of season one so it's almost yeah like two years since that happened crazy yeah, yeah it was a lot Isn't of that fun. crazy dom it's mad it's mad how quickly that's gone as well <laughs> <laughs> well um there's so much to unpack here and so many different directions to go in and dom as the show is changing and there are going to be some downs that we're going to get. I'm not saying that that's necessarily on this episode, but we are never, ever going to be short of things to talk about on the podcast. It, it, all of it creates amazing fodder for conversation. <laughs> I, where, who should we, who should, who should we talk about first? You're asking me or Emily? Anyone. Let's ask Emily. Emily, who do you want to begin with? Well, I have Brooke first on my list, but she's kind of like the woven, the entire episode is like around her because she's opening up the store. We could do that. We could do Peyton and Lucas. They're kind of also, they've got a lot going on. Mm. Well, yeah, let's, let's start with Brooke. So okay. Brooke's opening close, close over bros. Victoria, who we now know is her mum, yes. is sabotaging and uh, ordered in the, is it Couture? Couture, yes. am I saying that right? Like the yes. the high-end brand. Couture. <laughs> is that how I said it? No, that's how she said it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, to, to essentially make her fail so she could go home. Now, Dom, Victoria instantly seemed like she's becoming a favorite of yours because she speaks harshly to people, which is how you wish you could be. <laughs> she's so horrible to Peyton and Lucas. It's fantastic. And I wanted someone to do this for four and a half seasons. <laughs> she's your inner monologue. She is the, the embodiment of my thoughts <laughs> of these people. I think is it Victoria, like, I know we were kind of starting with Brooke, but Victoria is like a nice kind of segue, isn't it? Uh, I hate using that phrase, but I'm going to use it. Um, she is, uh, there's a couple of predictions that I had that, you know, Brooke's going to open a shop. We knew that was coming because she was putting it all together and it'd be close over bros. But Victoria was the mom and the Victoria was the brains behind the business. And Brooke was kind of like, our ideas in the face uh, uh, of the company and that was very much highlighted in this episode and uh victoria sabotaging the opening by essentially turning up and saying um have you done this have you done that to brooke and brooke saying uh yeah sure i've done that and she hadn't you know have you got the inventory and have you got the caterers coming have you got yeah. this coming have you got that coming and she didn't have any of it she was totally underprepared and victoria's gone well you need to do all of this basically saying you haven't done any of this get it done um if you want this to be a successful opening and then she undercuts kind of brooke's plans and ideas for having this uh close over bros kind of outlet boutique kind of shop out the way in tree hill that's going to be you know kind of nice stuff affordable and good for people of the town and um victoria's just completely undercut that got the most expensive stuff in and is just being her true bitchy self she's fantastic there's a line from Peyton that i'm not going to say now because i think i've written two lines down as my favorite lines the episode <laughs> and one of them is Peyton's line when she talks to lucas at the moment that 
Victoria just basically just yeah just slaps him in the face <laughs> you yeah. know and that's and that's it so <laughs> I, I i think she's quality <laughs> so far how do you feel emily about victoria i think she's a good kind of addition and like it's good to see brooke's mom because we had never seen her before and i think she is just there's things that i don't like about her and like Peyton brings it up whenever that Brooke gets back home and is like, I've, I've failed and I've not done well. I only sold like a pity dress to, to Millie. And Peyton tells her, well, your mom wasn't even around for most of your success. And I know that you want to be around her now, but she wasn't there for you when you needed her. And you got, you kind of need to remember that because like, she wasn't. She wasn't there when Brooke won student council. She wasn't there when when she was in high school. And you need your parents when you're around that age. So I don't know. There's things I like about Victoria. There's things I don't like about Victoria. Well, I, I this I don't know if this is going to be like a odd thing to say. I'm just going to say it how it is. Is it wrong that? I think Victoria is quite hot. <laughs> Do you know what? I was going to make a joke. I was literally going to make a joke and say that you, you were sexually aroused when she was abusing Lucas. <laughs> and it was true, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, hey, you people listen, you have to just accept me for how I am. I, I've, I've always, I've always tended to, uh, enjoy an older woman, you know, Theoretically, oh, I'm a married mouth. man. <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Put the python away. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is where the Deb love comes from. It's, I don't know. Oh, Deb. Maybe Deb. I have mother issues. I don't know. But <laughs> Freud would have things to say, wouldn't he? But I'm just saying that um, I also... She's smartly dressed, formal wear. <laughs> oh no, this is where we got that bad review from, isn't it? Yes. Things like this. Lads culture. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for having feelings and emotions and being able to talk about them. Jeez. Tingle, tingles in my special place. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, I'm gosh. sorry. Do you want us to just sit here and just read you off what happened scene by scene by about One Tree Hill and have no opinion or personality? There are other podcasts that already do that very well. Yeah. What's the squeaky voice one? What are they called? Dominic. <laughs> Go on, just say it. Go on. No. <laughs> squeaky voice one. It's terrible. It's, it's cheap. You're cheap, Dominic. <laughs> Always and forever. Emily. <laughs> Yeah. Emily. <laughs> Brooke. Uh Brooke's fashion. Let's talk a bit of fashion here. Let's get Magda interested while she's listening. The um <laughs> she's wearing these like red shorts. They're putting her in like heels all the time now. Do you mm-hmm. think they're purposefully trying to dress them older, would you say? And how do you feel about the the costume of the show now in season five? No, I definitely feel like they're trying to dress everybody older, especially the girls. And the way that they have Haley's hair, especially when they straighten it, when she's at the um, 
at Brooke's opening. It's so bad. I don't like her hair there. Why would they do that to her? <laughs> but anyway, no, they, they're trying to make them look older. Completely. And there's the, um, just a sidetrack on the Haley, just to go everywhere except where you actually <laughs> wanted to go, Emily. But there's a moment where she's in, there's a moment where she's in the kitchen talking to Nathan and Nanny Carrie's about to come in and takes, um, Jamie off because he puts, what does he put? Like a grapefruit in his cereal oh, or something. Yes, yes. Or, <laughs> yeah. Straight to the hoop players, I, I think is what he says. I've got Thanks we've it. got a real problem at home at the moment with our son. He keeps getting tennis balls, and in our garage we have tons of tennis balls to you to throw with our dog Luna. And he keeps going yes. and getting them, and then just launching them in her water bowl, and it puts water <laughs> everywhere. And then he keeps putting his bare feet in her water bowl like he thinks it's a foot spa. Ah. And I tell him off, and he just laughs in my face. He just thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> He is Victoria. (laughs) (laughs) It's you, Dom. It's you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But sorry, to bring it back to Hayley, she is eating some cereal or something and she puts some in her mouth and then she starts talking to Nathan while she's got it in her mouth. And I thought, oh, wow, it's drama queens. (laughs) (laughs) Self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? (laughs) Well, Dom and Emily, but I, I'm going to direct this one to Dom so he can he can get his moment. You don't know, but because you're not in the chat when we're doing the watch along, but mm. I was catching heat in the chat from you and I sharing a laugh at the fact that Haley is deciding that she wants to do absolutely anything except spend time <laughs> with her child <laughs> to avoid her kid. Yeah, Ch- hashtag childless life. <laughs> Our band name. <laughs> well, and so we we need to navigate these waters carefully because we we know that we're just having a laugh, but there were comments in that you know just because you have a child doesn't mean you can't pursue your own life, doesn't mean you can't have your own hobbies and interests and all the rest of it which we totally agree on um but it's just humorous <laughs> okay sorry i'm speaking for you it's just humorous <laughs> that she literally is was complaining she didn't have enough time so they needed to get a nanny and now she's just loving all of the time to now <laughs> p- p- be a teacher produce a, a, a record which are two already full-time jobs as well as, uh, you know, go on lunch dates and all the rest of it. So do you have any comments, Dom, about that? Well, what was the heat? Well, literally just people saying, you, you know, be nice to parents that want to have a break from their kid. Yeah. yeah. Well, the parents can have a life too, you know. Well, yeah, parents can have a life too, but they have a responsibility to the, the child that they brought into the world. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Haley in this episode does say... Oh, I, you know, me and Nathan had to grow up so fast having a a kid so young, but you literally then just like, 
she even says in the episode oh i haven't seen you all day <laughs> because <laughs> at every opportunity you just fobbed them off on carrie or whatever and you just cracked on you're like do you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go produce this record and it was nathan that kind of tipped it in and was like oh you know you know who could look after jamie for you while you're out doing this that and the other well you could nathan to be fair you're not doing an awful lot but no you directed that and nanny carrie no he's gonna go help Hugh. that's his that's his deal now yeah it's not even a paying job nathan (laughs) (laughs) well what do you think emily uh like do you do you think that that's harsh to Haley, or do you think do you know what Haley? you're a mum now so you know maybe some of your needs have to come second sacrifice isn't it well come on it yes i think that she if she wants to spend more time with jamie then she should spend more time with jamie and that but she doesn't emily that's the problem (laughs) she doesn't want anything to do with that boy She brought him into the world. She called him Jacob the other day. She put, she didn't, she got his <laughs> name wrong. It was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, she, you can, yes, you, you can pursue your dream while being a parent, but you still need to like care for your kid too. That there's gotta, you gotta find a happy medium. For sure. And I think that there's, there's times where, you hear about parents that don't see their children because they have to leave to go to work before mm-hmm. their kids awake and they get home after their kids gone to sleep because they have to go into London or they work long hours or they're working, you know, shifts and, um, you know, all kinds of things. But the difference there is, is that they have no choice. Like they're having to work long hours and work all of this stuff to provide, you know, the roof over the head and the food on the plates where, I mean, it's kind of coming across like Haley doesn't even need to work, you know, like it's kind of all a bit of a choice. Now I can feel the heat coming from me just saying that right now. Of course she should be able to have a career and of course she should be able to do what she wants. But pick one career, don't pick two like, a, you know, have one and work that full-time hours and then spend time with your child. Nathan says in this episode, it's not like we need the money, but mm-hmm. I should probably do something. She doesn't <laughs> need to work. She has a job to avoid her child and avoid her useless husband. Oh, my That's God. That's literally what she's done. I'm going to go and get this job so I don't have to spend any time with my kid, any time with my, you know, husband who can barely walk now. I can, I'm also going to go and, you know, invest the rest of my time, my free time in, um, producing a record with some stranger and with Peyton because I don't want to go home because I'm going to have much more fun doing exactly what I did a couple of seasons ago when I pissed off with Chris Keller and started kissing <laughs> other people just for shits and giggles and left my, you know, husband on the doorstep. Selfish bitch. Oh my God. So I'm not logging into the Ravens Instagram for a good few weeks. I cannot wait. (laughs) No, I don't mean any of that. I mean, I do. The selfish bitch bit I'll take out. We'll take that away. But, you know, she got a nanny so that she could go and swan off and do other things. She doesn't need to work. She could be the nanny and then be a producer in the evenings. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and having a kid is hard. Like, I, I understand. I'm in a privileged position in that 
and my wife and I both work from home so we get to we take shifts and do shifts with him and split the days up and etc etc and it's still really hard you know to to get things done um but we also know that we signed up for it you know and that soon he'll be in school and before we know it it will be like we we won't see him six seven hours a day and that'll be like Mm -hmm. sad it'll be like them times have gone and we'll see him in the evenings and on weekends you know and in the holidays but uh yeah i mean it's just it's part of being a parent isn't it i i wouldn't be surprised if jamie gets sent to boarding school (laughs) he just disappears he's just gone okay sent to boarding school overseas (laughs) in canada (laughs) no no there's no water there there's no water separation gotta at least be in the uk or europe or something yeah we'll send him here okay well let's talk about the band kevin federline um Fed. plays a douchebag really well because i think he probably we assume he is one <laughs> yeah um, emily what do you think of, of the band do you hear the magic within them yeah i think they found the magic in mia i really i really do and like she was the only one that actually listened to peyton's suggestions and Haley's suggestions when that they were rehearsing True. Yeah, she's receptive. She listens. The one thing I'll say about Mia, and we'll find out your opinion on her in a second, Dom, because, you know, new character. And I'm not sure if we saw her in the background in the last episode. I would need to go back and see. Was she there, Emily? I can't remember seeing her in the last episode. Yeah, I'm not sure for continuity if she was in the background on the keyboards or not. But regardless, one thing I'll say about her is she's got an amazing singing voice. Mm -hmm. But she's one of them people that does that drool, that drawl. How do you say it on the word? You know, when she's like, um, silence is louder than words. Yeah, she over exaggerates it. (laughs) It's on the words. Mm-hmm. Silence is louder than words. It's like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Dom, are you sure? I'm not sure. That's a new challenge for Seb right there. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a great singing voice, but it's that. I'm not explaining it very well. It's got that twang to it that was popular around that kind of time. Like a warble. Like a uh, yeah, yeah 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 it's like a warble isn't it yeah well what do you think Dom of me um I mean identified as the most talented in the group or essentially well not the most talented but definitely has a lot of talent and um an interesting introduction I can't I again I can't I don't think I've had we've had enough exposure of this character to see for me to be able to see where it's going to go i quite like to see us get to the end of a record and they actually do produce a record together is it going to be a collaboration with her and Haley? because obviously Haley can sing Haley can play piano and so on and so forth so is it going to be more of a are they going to have more of a collaboration rather than Haley just producing it is she going to get more into the music side of it I'd, i'm not sure 
I'm not sure. There's there's a, quite a few possible avenues um, with Mia. I don't think we've seen the last of Kevin Federline as much as I wish we had. I think he might pop back and cause some trouble, but <laughs> hopefully he's long gone after that. You know, maybe one more episode or a moment in an episode and he's dealt with and he's left and he's gone. It's a shame the rest of the band left because the rest of the band could have, you know, been, you know, helpful and useful for Mia. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't really have much to say about her. She's kind of quiet, insular sort of character who played a few notes and, you know, everything that Haley was directing um, at the the group when, was his name Jason? Yeah. Yes. When Jason is there, is directed at Mia and the, the keyboard anyway. So, um yeah, is it? It will be interesting to see how far it goes. Is is she gonna complete season five? Because um, it's actually not a, that many episodes, so she probably could get to the end of season five, produced a record, gone off to do wonderful, amazing things, and Haley's suddenly a superstar producer rather than you know a teacher for six seconds who doesn't actually teach anything. <sighs> okay. <laughs> well, we will see. Emily, do you have any thoughts or comments on Mia? I like Mia. I think she's a good addition. Um, And that's probably as far as I can get into it without spoilers. Fair. Okay. And she's got got a good voice. You're a fan of her music? I have some of her songs on my iTunes, and I listen to them because I have a One Tree Hill playlist that I listen to. So, yeah, I like her voice. Nice. And Dom, in case it wasn't already obvious, she is a recording artist in real life. It, one of the songs she was playing, I sh- shazammed because I, you know, picking out songs for the episode, and it she came up as a real person on Shazam. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I assumed from there that <laughs> it was a thing. Yeah, and I think so. This is going to happen going forward. This isn't like a spoiler or anything, but the show takes artists and makes them actors, like like with um, Tyler Pete, Hilton, who plays. <laughs> Oh God! Now, but more like how they brought in Tyler Hilton, who played uh, Chris Keller, that he was already a recording artist before, and they sort of brought him in to act, you know, and uh, it's that kind of thing. They're using real, mu- real musicians. So, yeah, okay. Something that bothered me that Haley said again. We're really on Haley heavy this <laughs> season, but she said, you know about her being 21 and i kind of forget and that's like how i don't understand how these people could be so mature at 21 at 21 like are you not still in college at 21 like i left i left at when i started my first job like post college i was 22 i had just turned 22 a few months before the summer before and like thinking of myself at 22, I was still so immature and like naive and all the rest of it. And it took me, yeah, take, I think it takes your 20s is your 20s is for you to sort of figure some things out and mature mm. and find your career. Like you said it perfectly on the last episode, mm. Dom, um, which was funny because it was Emily and I had already recorded that perseverance uh episode and it was you basically in like 30 seconds going you go to university you come out you don't know what you're doing you go float through a few different jobs and they're all shit and then you kind of work <laughs> it out and then you get on your 
get onto your lane of what you're meant to do, right? Something you said something like that in your cynical way. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's exactly it's exactly that, isn't it? You you go to school, you hate it. You know, some people like it. You go to college or university you think you're doing what you want to be doing in, in the future and then when actually you leave university you find that you have to just get a job to survive uh, oh. and then you bounce from job to job doing stuff that you hate or don't like or don't want to do and eventually until you find something that you do like and want to do so it takes years it takes forever so some people do continuous continuously do jobs that they don't like doing you know it's just it's it's not as easy as they've kind of made it out to be in the show but they they are incredibly young i think uh nathan and Haley probably had to grow up very quickly you know having a son of their own um and i think nathan does still show traits of being quite young but but not as much as like nowhere near as much as he used to it is quite i would you find like let's take it from a lucas angle and uh q at school would you find that having a sort of 21-year-old coach credible, considering who the previous coach was? No, not just, at no. all. Weird, isn't it? It's very weird. And he expects to be, you know, respected and kind of demanding, that, trying to demand that respect and coming across as a bit of a dick as mm-hmm. well, I think. But it looks right on screen because chad's probably like 28 here or something and you Mm. think okay yes that he is in his first year of coaching because you would imagine a 21 year old might be the assistant coach right and they do that for like five years or something and work their way up i mean i don't know what emily you you know you are american and (laughs) you grown up there like in your high school what were the like basketball coaches like what sort of ages were they they were like in their early 30s to like mid 40s in that range some of them were older um like and it just depended you know we we had a lot of coaches come and go because there's just always better opportunities other places than where than i live so yeah (laughs) (laughs) but not a 21 year old that's just fresh out of college, they would probably be more like a student teacher coming in and like get observing and then get a chance to work with the kids, but not, not like full time right on the spot job right there. No. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I kind of look back at when I finished uh, college and uh i like went into doing some office jobs and i look back at them now and the idea of that i was like 22 and and going into like being 23 as well of like getting going to an office and being sat in there in like my formal workwear from like half eight in the morning to like half five and sat at a desk all day it's like i know 22 year old should be doing that i don't think like you're supposed to be out living still like go traveling mm-hmm. like get some experience or work with people like do some good things you know there's some things that like a young person's game and some of that is like i think working with people i don't know it's yeah. just like and seeing them as um like 21 and some of them are like jaded like Haley's talking about it like she's jaded from teaching like you've just started yeah. um Give it all and time. you got a job in your 
Yeah, and you got a job in your local high school as well. That that's yes. a miracle. Okay, I don't want to go. I don't want to. I'm not trying to like down on the show, but some of this stuff is we. Ha- I have to look at them as being in their late twenties, or it doesn't make sense. Right, because you're more established I, 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 in your life when you reach your late twenties, early thirties. You're more established, and that's what they feel like. Right, Funny. and when you've got like, sorry, Don, when you've got like Haley talking to Mia and giving her this like white life advice and everything from this perspective, well, I was on tour and I was here and I was there. It's like, yes, you were, but you're talking like as if you you haven't lived yet. I don't know, Don. What do you think? And are you seeing? Do you are you looking at them as like late twenties to help with the perspective? I guess like mid to late twenties, not necessarily like twenty eight, twenty nine. I think if they're in the twenty five kind of scope around that area, that that even sits better. I think funny okay. enough, Mouth is probably the only character that <laughs> you know where it suits to being twenty two, kind of that age, because he's an intern at this studio and getting treated like crap and so on and so forth. You know, let's forget the other nonsense that's going on with him and Alex at the moment. <laughs> Um, let's just like in terms of the the situation and working situation uh, and living with a mate and the the place is a bit of a dump isn't it and and it's just kind of that's what it should be like really um that's the kind of life and expectation that they should be having um brooks one she's made to seem incredibly young at this stage so for all of high school she spent the entire time trying to be older and being older and now we've got to this point where she needs to be older and she's made to to seem and come across as being incredibly young you know they they we joke that they aged her wrong and that she should be 22 or whatever because of the the time that's passed and they've made Mm -hmm. her 21 still and the head of this company and she's so very young and so on and so forth but they're pushing that young angle on her because of the world and the industry i guess that she's part of um uh, and uh, it's kind of different strokes for each person, isn't it? Uh, you know, Haley, you get incredibly young teachers. I remember being a, a student thinking, Christ, this teacher's fucking our age. Do you know what I mean? This is ridiculous. Um, because you do get a lot of teachers that come in straight out of university, straight out of teacher training and straight into a classroom. And if you think Haley's done that, okay, fair enough. And you know, she's quite old, but her saying that she's just like knackered from it and, you know, this, that and the other, it's, it's such a surprise because... She hasn't really done anything like that 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 we see anyway. I guess a lot happens in the so called background that she's doing, but she shouldn't be tired and kind of disengaged with teaching because she's only really just begun that path and begun that journey. You right. know, Nathan's age fluctuates i think a lot like in terms of how how we feel about it, and I feel like I always feel like he's younger than Haley. I feel like he's the the mm. like a much younger husband, funny enough, because he's like a an additional child. We know men mature a lot later than women anyway, <laughs> you know, a bit men are just generally quite stupid. So he's on this different maturity level, so it feels quite strange. But then when you look at Lucas, Lucas is trying to be at the same level as Haley and be this teacher, but he's also trying to be like fifty. It's it's so strange. He's trying to be like whitey and it just doesn't, some of it doesn't fit. Some of it doesn't quite work. Some of it does. So like this, she's, you know, gone straight to teach training and this is difficult and that's difficult. But, um, 
like Lucas's journey and, and his age, I just can't figure it out. And it's difficult to see them in the same locations and situations and they're not 17 anymore, you know, <laughs> it's very odd. Do you think um, it would have been better if they'd done a eight-year time jump rather than four? Uh, but age them appropriately as well. Yeah, keep, yeah, no, age them yeah. so what they actually are, like to 25. So take them from eight. So what would that be? Seven years. So take them from mm-hmm. 18 to 25. Yeah, maybe. It's, it's just difficult because... It, the whole reason they've done that is because they've, they've kind of wished away the college years, haven't they? We all separate to go mm-hmm. to college or do our internships or do this, that and the other. And then we've, you know, somehow gravitated back towards each other, you know, in our central hub that is Tree Hill. Um, uh, uh, if Maybe they if the ages were just better to begin with and they were actually, you know, when, when they started the show, they were finishing college. Or what if okay, they came yeah. back for their 10-year high school reunion um, and then they would have been 28? Yeah. Again, it just feels like it would be really different because the, the characters would be so far removed from each other to then mm. come back. You know, they, they would have completely lost touch. And then to suddenly see them back together, it wouldn't have the same vibe and connection. I think having a four-year gap, funny enough, is short enough to be able to come back and kind of start again where, where you left off. Like Brooke and Peyton have kind of just carried on from where they left off. Um, Lucas and Peyton are kind of trying, but they've always been a bit mopey and miserable and arguing with each other. So that's kind of happening again. Um, mouth skills didn't really go anywhere. So that's kind of the same. I think had you gone that step further and gone to 10 years, we'd be coming back and it just, it would be, what we see now in season five would be a completely different show again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, what do you think, Emily? I, I agree with Dom. I think it would have been a different show going 10 years, but at the same time, it just, it feels like that they've made them seem older than they really are anyway. So you just need to like probably suspend your belief to make it fit your own in your head. I think is kind of what we need to do. Yeah, and that's kind of what I've always done. I considered, like I said in season one, I considered them to be mm-hmm. sort of where they're supposed to be now, like twenty one ish, and then now I consider them to be yeah, like mid mid to late twenties. Uh, like I think that's like a good thing to do is to see them at those different ages. If you treat the high school years as more college years, yeah. and then that that progression it sort of makes sense. But I can't help but feel right. that. The reason we've come back to this point is because we need to see their progression into this adulthood. We need to see Mm. them find partners, get married, have children and move on. You know, is Lucas going to marry Lindsay? Probably not. Probably, you know, propose, but then not marry because he's got a ring, hasn't he? And I think the ring was probably always meant for Peyton, but Lindsay's going to somehow find it. Hmm. I can't remember. I know I was about to say, I don't know if it's been revealed, so I'm not saying anything oh, okay. out of nervousness. Yeah, sorry, go on. <laughs> Lindsay's probably going to find the ring. Uh, I'm not sure he's necessarily going to propose. She's going to find it and then be all excited. And then he's going to kind of, I guess, potentially inadvertently propose uh, uh, and uh, and they'll get 
married or, or be down a path to, to getting married. But I, I still think his journey with Peyton hasn't ended. I, I, I think they're, they're kind of destined to be together. And it, even from this episode, we see that. We see Lucas makes a comment about um, the guy behind the bar or running the bar. Uh, that he's not yeah. good enough for, for yeah. her and she gets in a rage about it. and I think quite rightly so you know fuck off it's been four years who the hell are you to tell me <laughs> who's right for me and who isn't and that's not fair on Lindsay as well um, so I, j- I just kind of feel like we're back at this point because we need to see their progression into this next stage of adulthood we need to see the relationships as grown-ups we need to see the marriages we need to see them having children yeah, I think it's just, no, it's good. That's great. And I think it's um, like what you said with mouth, we see the struggle. So it feels more realistic is interning. I think if we could have had season five as them at entry level places, like we could have seen Brooks starting the company and going through the beginning and it being a bit difficult and trying to get funding or whatever and seeing Lucas starting with the basketball team or being an assistant coach for a year, he could have had Whitey in and mm. for again. And his whole thing is that he's mentoring Lucas to be to, and then at the end of season five, it's like Lucas, you're taking over because of whatever reason. You know, you could ha- could have had these different things, and then and then the gap between season five and season six, you have as. And now they've progressed even further. And now in season six, here's where we're at, you know, and they could almost be closer to where they are at the beginning of season five. I think that would have just eased us in a little bit rather than it being this dramatic shock of the most successful group of 21 year olds (laughs) ever. They're basically the Kardashians, you know, is crazy. But like you said, Emily, I think you have to suspend your disbelief to a certain extent, make up a little bit of canon in your own mind. And and to quote our favorite review ever, take some of it with a pinch of salt. Mm. (laughs) Well, Emily, let's talk a little bit about our boy mouth. Um, how are you finding his, um, trajectory in this episode i i don't like that he's sleeping with his boss but then again like i i i don't know such a strange thing to because like we're led to believe mouth is this like ultimate like best friend good guy you know whatever and he hits on his boss and then he ends up sleeping with his boss. I don't know if I like it. I don't know if it, I don't know, but I do think that he kind of has a little flirting going on with Millie. They kind of bond over um, the fact that their bosses both suck and that they hate their bosses. So that could be something that could, might not even, you know, cause we kind of saw him have a flirt with Nanny Carrie too. So I don't know. But anyway, I I don't like I don't like that he's sleeping with his boss. But I do like that yeah, he stood fair. up for his his other like the other people that work with him to his boss. I like that. I don't like that she thought it was hot that he did that. That was uh, I don't know. I don't know. I have so many mixed feelings about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dom. 
your boy Mouse throwing his dick about, what do you think about it? <laughs> My boy, never ever describe him as that again. <laughs> Awful. Um, He's slinging that dick round town. What, what's your thoughts? It's over his shoulder. <laughs> has to be. Has to. Got to be. He has to have a couple people behind him. They're carrying it like pool bearers to get him around. <laughs> Sometimes they have to walk in front. Um <laughs> They call it the backbreaker for multiple reasons. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. Go on, Dom. Um, that's, that's, I know that's, what that's, I that's, signed up for. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really don't like this sort of weird journey that he's going in and the, the change in Alice's <laughs> character so quickly. Wait. You were talking about it like... You know, he's experiencing and experimenting with his sexuality and he's going through this journey of, you know, this, like, wonderful thing. No, it's character it's journey. Like, this character path, you know, whatever you call it. It's not a wonderful thing. I, 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 I think it's dreadful. I think it's, it's unnecessary uh, to the character, to the show. The best thing about it, and if people aren't signed up or aren't joining the watch-alongs, you are missing out because Dom's reaction to anything mouth-related this season has been hilarious. You're so (laughs) disgusted with him. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Emily, you know, you're there. And the the way that they're treating Alice and literally in between scenes, the actress, her uh, skirt is like higher and higher and higher and they're super sexualizing that character it's um it's icky to look at from 2022 mm-hmm. eyes well even the other technician says something to mouth like along the lines of basically she's a bitch but you know at least she's hot and it's just like what 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 the fuck is wrong with these people <laughs> what is wrong with all of right. you stop it it's just stupid. It's just unnecessary. It's so unnecessary to to have things like that put in. It's like when Lucas says, oh, "Lindsay, oh, I miss you" on the phone. We know you're talking to Lindsay. Fuck off! It's <laughs> annoying. It just doesn't need to happen. But my point is, right? I fucking hate mouth in this storyline. It's dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Like the skills mouth moments like if he was seeing an older lady in a kind of natural they met organically kind of way or they they started seeing each other and things you know get a little bit out out of hand but it's it's not in the kind of disgusting sense that we're witnessing it in these episodes then the banter between him and skills will be fine but at the moment it's just fucking like jesus christ it just i don't know where to go with it to be honest because she, she's almost as bad as him. She's just <laughs> completely deplorable. I just despise her as well now. She's good when she's like chewing him out and making him feel like shit. And then she's <laughs> like, oh, but that, you know, that's so hot. And then just jumps all over him. It just makes no sense at all. Right. It doesn't. Mm. <laughs> it's not really much can add or say about that. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. And, Emily agrees. She's got mixed emotions. It's they've got yeah. to be found out, haven't they? They've got to get found out. She's. I mean, she turns up with this random, like Emily said, and Mouth was chatting to the assistant. Was her name Millie? Millie, yeah, Millie. So Mouth's chatting to her. It was a nice conversation. Again, this could have been a, a an organic way to meet someone and and you know natural progression into a potential relationship. But no, he sees what's her face, Alice, turn up with 
some fella. He gets upset because he's insanely jealous over, you know, this person that he may or may not have had intercourse with twice. And, <laughs> you know, it just becomes a, like she's my property. It's just this almost that sentiment, isn't it? Like she belongs to me. Why is mm-hmm. she coming around with other fellas now? It's just silly. When actually they've not sort of stipulated at any point what their relationship status is between them. So it's just she's one, ridiculous. She's one text message away from getting a brick for a windscreen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, Millie, speaking of Millie, she uh saves the day by buying one of the dresses from Brooke's store uh, with a check and then Brooke says well I'm going to frame the check so she's not going to cash it which is a really nice moment <laughs> Brooke is just throwing these dresses around though she's just handing them out to her friends but she would because she's by all accounts like a millionaire we think right she bought a house for cash and put an extra <laughs> 30 grand in for the furniture and and all of that so yeah i mean the the di- the dynamics between brooke and victoria are uh are interesting you know one being the creative and one kind of being the brains behind the operation it's it not in if you take one tree hill as the exaggerated version of it um there are some similarities in a way not really exaggerated like i said but in terms of uh when i started my business my mum came in and helped for a few years um doing all of the policies and health and safety and all the rest of it and it's difficult working with family and difficult having those when the dynamic changes when you grow up your entire life and your parents are the authority figure and the ones that make the choices and, mm-hmm. you know, are guiding you, if that gets flipped on its head and suddenly you have a parent that's work, effect, you know, working for you, um, that's interesting to navigate and very difficult to navigate. Um, so I can draw some lines of symmetry my mum wasn't going around like threatening people (laughs) 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 or threatening me or or anything like that. Like it was never, you know, and it all worked out well in the end. Um, We don't work together now, but it all worked out well in the end. But um, I can empathize, I think to some of the strain, but I mean, it is, it's hard for me to say this stuff because I love One Tree Hill. I state it at the start of every single episode, but there can be elements when we're getting into this back half of the show where we can get a bit soap opery. Um, and I'm not quite sure the best ways to describe it, but just a little bit. I don't know, Emily. Do you, what what do you think? Is that a harsh statement? No, it's not a harsh statement. It's the truth. It gets a little, a little too much drama not enough like funny i mean it's not a drama comedy but there's not as much funny things that happen as we go on it's a lot more dramatized and there's some things like there. there's a saying called jumping the shark there is a, a specific moment i can think of where the one tree hill jumps the shark real real bad <laughs> and mm-hmm. just, yeah uh, yeah, I think I know 
which moment you're talking about. Well, in fact, I don't know if you listened to the episode with Matt Sullivan, the the prop um the prop guy who I was did. awesome, the set decorator. You're right. And he I think he mentioned in that, that a particular I, moment that that's what they called it. So I, I'm assuming it's probably the same moment, but um Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the same one. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Dom will love it. <laughs> uh, it is a funny thing that happens, but it just, it, it's way out there, not even. <laughs> but Yeah, we got, there's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to give you this one. It's not a spoiler, but like a clue, Dom, as like a thing to look out for. And the reason why I think that you'll like it is because it's something surrounding Dan. So there's a moment coming up. That's a Dan moment, but yeah, it's considered the where uh, the Matt, the set decorator, he basically said when that moment happened, and it was like, well, we've done that now. Anything else is anything goes now. <laughs> if you see what I'm saying, so I'll just keep that in mind, and then see if you can pick what that is when we're while we're watching along. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay, just quickly, but just before we get to judgments, um, we haven't really said anything about Nathan uh, and Q. So I guess the main point there is that Nathan is taking on... He got a haircut, which was good. Yes, finally. Um, he's, he looks good and he's on crutches now. So there's a development there. He's out of the wheelchair and he's turning up to practice and he's made a commitment to coach Q and basically get him to have a better attitude and there's a lot of similarities and symmetry to sort of season one nathan attitude isn't there um so yeah how how, how do you feel about q emily i know that dom's not a big fan of him but me actually emily <laughs> oh you there emily i don't oh i'm here i'm still here you guys hear me Yes. Uh, okay, I'm here. Hello. You guys are frozen now. Oh no. Uh. Yeah. Technical difficulties. Oh. I am so sorry. Well, I'm back. Can you, guys hear, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, let me get back on my headphones. Okay, we're good. We're good. So what do you think about him, about Q, Emily? I, Q is... I don't know necessarily. He He is very reminiscent of season one Nathan. Before he meets Haley, before he becomes this guy that we all know now. But I don't know if, I don't know if working with Nathan will like, I think he's a little too much. He's a little more cocky than Nathan was. I don't know if it would like help him, you know, but Haley seems to think it's going to. And she kind of has a thing for lost causes. So we'll see. I don't know. For sure, for sure. And Dom, you famously hate him. Um, have you had any <laughs> improvements? Uh, no, 
not at all. I just still dislike him. His attitude is awful. Uh, the actor is not great. So it, that kind of makes it worse as well. Um, but I'm hoping as time goes on and the attitude starts changing, perhaps, you know, I think he will eventually start to lighten up or he'll have some sort of epiphany and see that, he, you know, a team is necessary and a team wins the game and it's not just a, a one player sport. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm hoping that will happen eventually. I think we've got a long road, unfortunately, before that does happen. Um, but it will. And, you know, it will be credit to Nathan for, you know, getting him there and basically drawing on his own experience and saying, you know, I thought I was the mutts nuts when I, you know, first started out and, <laughs> you know, this happened, that happened and it, you know, it turned out I did need the rest of the team. So, you know, you've got to rely on these people and these will be the, these, it will be something like on oh, these, will, you know, be the, your friends for the rest of your life, you know, that sort of thing. It'll be that kind of sentiment um, to, to push him towards being a team player. Cool. Okay. Well, we will see. Well, with that being said, anything we missed, we will, of course, hit in judgments. If you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor. Hit the five stars. Write a couple nice words about your boys and ladies and guests that we have and ravens. And uh, that really helps us out because if you give us ratings and reviews, it helps us to be seen by you know more listeners and we can increase our ever-growing and ever-loving ravens community so yeah if you'd like to support us for absolutely nothing just please yeah hit the five stars and we appreciate it but you can check us out also if you want that extra content if you want to go the extra mile if you want to be a raven at multiple levels four levels of raven dom Tell us about them levels real quick. You've got Junior Varsity, Varsity, Hall of Fame, and Ultimate Raven. If you want to be an Ultimate Raven, go look at our Patreon. Simon, where can they find our Patreon information? They could find it at ravenshoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through. Hoops. But Emily, they also go through. Nets. Ravenshoops.net. Emily, as you know, these judgments are in order. So my first question, as always, for 92 episodes, who is your favorite performer of the episode? I picked Hillary Burton as my favorite performer for this episode. There is the scene between her and Lucas at Brooks, um, Brooks event where that he walks out to, um, talk to Peyton or no, 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 no. He tells her, that the bartender's not good enough for her and he's walking out and Hillary Burton Peyton, she goes out there and she says, what do you mean? He's not good enough for me. That's not fair to you. That's not fair to Lindsay. That's not fair to me. Don't say that kind of shit. You know, that, that is, that is why that I picked Hillary Burton as my favorite performer. She did a really good job. Yeah. Nice choice. And good scene. Dom. Like last week, I actually found it really difficult to pick a favorite performer for this episode. <laughs> We're all kind of on a similar playing field um, at the moment. And uh, it's difficult to sort of pinpoint one person, but I have actually gone for Hillary Burton as well. I thought she had a good episode in the recording studio, um, played kind of being um, 
picked on or like not listened to quite well by you know fed fed lines group and then you know being a bit more dominant she had some funny bits of the episode uh and yeah so a bit hillary burton as well what about you simon nice i am going to go with i hope i'm pronouncing this right daphne zun zun zuniger Hmm. How do you pronounce this? Z-U-N-I-G-A. There's not an R in there, but I thought it was Zerga. Possibly. Zunga. Who is that? Uh, Victoria. Victoria. Oh, okay. <laughs> Daf- Daphne. I'm going with Daphne. He plays. Uh, he plays Victoria because she plays super bitchy really well. So I liked it. And. Emily, what about your favorite character? I picked Millie as my favorite character. I really thought it was sweet when she wrote the checkout for Brooke and was kind of stood up to Victoria in that moment when she said that she'll buy this dress and she believes in Brooke and that that's what she's buying into is a belief in Brooke. I thought it was a really sweet, sweet gesture and I really like Millie. Yeah, nice. Good call. Dom? Uh, Victoria. <laughs> there we go. It's, <laughs> it's an easy, easy choice for me in this episode. <laughs> what about you, Simon? That's hilarious. I'm going to go with Millie as well because she saves the day, and that's a great character moment. And that's a uh, yeah, that's a very Lucas type moment from season one, like that kind mm-hmm. of sweet sort of thing. Uh, thoughtful. I like that. What about your favorite? Background performer, Emily, one line or motherfucking less. I picked the bartender as my favorite background performer. He didn't have any lines at all. Nice. Great. Cool. Dom smiling. I'm assuming that you picked the same. I actually wrote down the cute bartender that hadn't looked up all night, then suddenly was eyeing up Peyton. (laughs) (laughs) And you, Simon? Well, as T-Pain would say... It was the bartender. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word on it. <laughs> you don't strike do me as a tea pain fan. I, I yeah. love tea pain. Yeah, of course he doesn't. Dom, <laughs> just me, just me. <laughs> it was the bartender. Ooh, um, like a good <laughs> let's go, Emily. Let's go. Dom has no idea, but it's fine. <laughs> Everyone else in the world does. <laughs> Dom's the only person in the world who doesn't know who Cardi B is. I'm sure of it. Really? I know who Cardi B is. <laughs> he knows WAP. He knows. <laughs> <laughs> this is your favourite most watched video, isn't it? Don't laugh. Uh, don't deny it. <laughs> that, that and just screenshots of Victoria. <laughs> for one <watching. laughs> I put Victoria's face just, yeah, try and try. I like superimpose it over people, yeah, over their heads, yeah. Um, okay. Favorite line, Emily? Um, I said what I picked was when Haley says, Does Chris Keller ring a bell? And Peyton said, Only his own. Nice little callback nice. to Chris Keller. Excellent. That goes hand in hand with this WAP conversation. Perfect. <laughs> Dom? Um, I actually, I wrote down a Jason line, 
But as okay. a, uh, as a, this, this isn't my favorite line. My favorite line will come after that. But this is a line that I thought was quite shocking and probably wouldn't cut it today. Where he says, Oh, you talk now. I thought your lesbian girlfriend was calling the shots. Yep. He says about Haley. So I just wanted to highlight that because I don't think that would, um, no, it wouldn't cut it in this day and age uh, or like be acceptable. But my favorite yeah. line was Peyton to Lucas where she says, uh, verbally punched you in the goodies. That's how she says hi. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, not that. Well, nice. Simon? Yeah, you're right about that line. The or the only reason, or the the only reason it potentially might still fly is because it's being used as a device to sh- to make him as antagonistic as yeah, make yeah. him make us hate him even more. But but yeah, um, my favorite line, I. I can't remember it verbatim, but it's basically when Victoria said, we all know that my daughter has moved here because her loser friend couldn't cut it in LA. (laughs) Such a good moment. It was just so harsh. So harsh. So harsh. I was saying this to Ephany earlier that, um, I wish, I wish I could be that harsh to people. Well, I don't because it's terrible people, terrible way to behave, but, just one time if you bumped into someone and just be like hey you're a real shit bag have a great day <laughs> you know <laughs> favorite song emily i picked the fallout boy song it's called the take over the breaks over that played whenever the um brooks party started at close over bros nice cool dom <laughs> uh I- I picked the song that was playing at the beginning of the episode, which was called Time Won't Let Me Go by The Bravery. And Simon, what did you choose? I'm going to choose... Mia's song. And action speak louder (laughs) than words. Awful. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, God, this is going to be a tough one. The precious, precious rating. Emily, did you have a number in mind before we started this conversation? I did. And did it, it increase, has, decrease? It has stayed the same. Dom, dare I ask the same questions? <laughs> I had a number and it stayed the same. And did you, Simon? <laughs> I have a number and it stayed the same. Ooh. <laughs> okay, we'll say them on three and the debate will begin. One, two, three, seven. Six, eight. So, for clarity, we had Dom at a six, Emily at an eight, myself at a seven. So, I mean, I could ask the obvious question. Don, would you come up to a seven? Emily, would you come down to a seven? And we could all be happy. I would go down to a seven, yes. Dom, before it was implied, it was now your turn to answer. Um, reluctantly, but I'd consider it. What's what's stopping you from getting to a seven? I think the only mouse dick. (laughs) (laughs) That's a twelve. 
<laughs> the only thing that the, 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 the backbreaker. The, the only thing that got the episode to a seven last week was the fact that Dan was in it. This was basically the same episode <laughs> minus Dan. So <laughs> it's a six at best. We got more Victoria, and you seem to like. Victoria. Oh, that's true. That's true, Emily. It's a very good point. She's kind of Victoria's kind of taking the Dan slot a little bit in terms of it. giving out the like mean comments, you know. Okay, okay, I agree. I, I'm willing to go to a seven for that alone for Victoria just and, verbally bitch slapping Peyton and Lucas. <laughs> and remember how much all of our ravens were thirsting over Dan. There was one time in the comments on Zoom where everyone was thirsting over Dan. And it's now we get that with Victoria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Okay. All right. You, you've won me over quite easily on this one. So I'll, I'll call it a seven. And Emily, I know we're calling it, we're going to agree to call it a seven, but do you have any like final comments on the episode as a whole? Mm, let me look for my notes real fast. I think we kind of covered basically everything that I had down. Oh, Lucas got a postcard from his mom at the very first start of the episode, so that was, yeah. I think that's the only thing I had wrote down that we didn't get. And that's just such a small little thing. (laughs) And I forgot to announce earlier, but it's official. I got on the text to a friend of the podcast. Barbara Allen Woods will be returning in a Ravens exclusive watch along so with of her fa- of some of her highlights of season the first four seasons that I am going to that I'm going to uh, put together and uh, yeah that will be an exclusive for our Ravens community and will be happening in September so we look forward to hosting Barbara back Dom. Can we just make sure it's after the 10th of September? Okay. <laughs> I, I, I say this because between the 6th and the 10th of September, I'm away. Well, that's funny because between the 6th and the 16th of September, I'm away. Perfect. That's good. Be coordinated without even knowing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Emily... It is a a pleasure as always. You are you must be the most featured person on the podcast because you've been there from day one. We appreciate you, appreciate your High Flyers episode, of course, as well, which is everyone check that out on Perseverance, which is out now. And thank you for your wonderful insight as always. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys for having me. It's always so much fun to come on the podcast. And I love coming, so as long as you guys keep inviting me back, I'll keep coming on. <laughs> oh, you're brilliant, as always. You've got so much to add <laughs> and so much to say. And people uh, listen to Emily's High Flyers episode. It's brilliant. It's so great to, to learn more about Emily on there um, and her journey into becoming the wonderful teacher that she's, she, she's about to become. So, yeah. Thank go, you. Go and listen to it. For sure. And then Emily, last but not least, he can do impressions, he can dance, he can do it all. What do you, how, what do you want Dom to do for, for the Ravens chant? 
Hmm. I think last time I made you talk like Shrek because we had watched Shrek whenever I was uh, subbing. So I won't, I won't make you do that again. Uh, make him do Donkey now. Oh, yeah. We could do, do Eddie Murphy's Donkey. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Let's do it. Alright. <laughs> Shrek! <laughs> God damn it, Shrek! <laughs> That's pretty good. Look at you! Ravens on three! <laughs> Y'all ready? One, <laughs> two, three! Ravens! 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 Ravens!